Invest in yourself today with our Insider Pro product, which gives you the career path to reach the next step in your cybersecurity journey. Join today on cyberaid.it using the discount code podcast. Living your purpose, as Sarah Moffat says, is a key driver in meeting your goals and being satisfied with what you do. In this episode of the Cyberaid podcast, Sarah from leadingladies.co and Thomas from Cyberaid discuss everything from leadership roles, effective leadership strategy, how to build and lead high-performance teams, and how to do it all while being a woman in male-dominated industries. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cyberry Podcast. Today, I'm excited to bring you Sarah Moffat, who will be talking about her company, Leading Ladies. How are you doing today, Sarah? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, you know, doing as, as well as I can in uh, in this COVID environment. You know, uh, this is actually my house. It's not a background. I know you asked me earlier. It is a background. It's, it's my house. <laughs> perfectly designed. It's it's really beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, how, how have you been doing uh, since the last time we spoke? Doing good. Uh, my So I'm working at home full-time because I have a kindergartner and he is doing remote learning. And so he sits, his desk, you can't see it, but it's about six feet away from me on the other side of my computer. So we face each other all day long. Um, so the day is very productive with smatterings of, can we cuddle? And so we do a lot of ad hoc cuddling in between yeah. meetings. <laughs> is that is that what he does during their virtual nap time? Do they still have there's no no, there's no more naps in kindergarten. That's Ixnay on the Apsnay. Yeah, it's it's not cool. But he's he's learning to be engaged. He's learning um, to delete his profile from my Google Chromebook. He's done that twice now. So he's getting very good at computers. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you got you to start somewhere. And um, <laughs> speaking of starting somewhere, I mean, why don't you tell us a little bit about Leading Ladies and kind of the mission that um, you kind of started it with? Sure. So I'm Sarah Moffat. I run a company called Leading Ladies. And my vision for the company is to be a global company that is providing leadership development and coaching specifically for women in male-dominated industries. And so... Um, I have been working in male-dominated industries for my entire career. I started out working as a secretary in a construction office and um, moved through different, very male-dominated industries. Uh, worked at a patent law firm for a while and um, about 15 years ago started to work in IT. And it's in the way that I have been working through IT, I have been almost always the only female working in my groups. So, you know, working with tons of software developers or help desk folks or whatever. And I've learned that there are uh, different qualities that women bring to the table, that there's different levels of expertise, a different level of creativity um, that really helps to balance out that male-female equation. But I've also learned that there are things that as a woman, I have to do differently um, sometimes I have to take my voice up a half an octave when I'm working with different kinds of people. And so, um, through, through, through my lifetime experiences, um, and just all, all of the opportunities that I've had, I thought it was time for me to create a company that's solely focused on the major areas that women face in male dominated industries to help them build the skills and the knowledge and the habits that will empower and equip, empower and equip them to lead because I believe that every woman has leadership bestowed upon her, whether it's leading the PTA, leading her home, or you know, leading in a boardroom. So my mission is to provide every female leader the coaching tools and resources and the confidence that she needs to be um, 
impactful and to lead with authority. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, you touched on a, a bunch of things there, but I, you know, so some of the things that you and me talked about last time that didn't occur to me. I mean, I'm obviously a man. Uh, I have, you know, a lot of these things that you and me talked about last time, like I hadn't thought about, like you just talked about um, changing your voice register when you're talking mm-hmm. about certain things. I would guarantee most of our listeners on the male side would probably skew that that's something they've never thought about as well. Probably, not. You know, how do you actually navigate those things? And um, yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, cybersecurity is definitely a male dominated industry. I think last time we talked about this, that the, the ratio is like five to one, I believe. In some cases, in some cases, it's like 10 to one. The, the kind of higher up you go into leadership, it, it tends to get far more male. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, what are, what are the things that you go over? What are the things that you like to teach or that you like to um, focus on that uh, you go over with people to kind of make them understand or kind of bring them in if it's something that they haven't done before? So I, I deal with different, I have different levels of clients. So I have some clients that are really more on the entry level side and they're just starting to learn about what leadership is. And so we talk about the different levels of leadership and how you go from, you know, having that, that leadership level where people listen to you because they're paid to, to getting up, up in the ladder where people listen to you because you have earned their respect and that's, you know, you might call that um, moral leadership. You could call that social leadership. So um, how you move up and, and what it looks like to move up to the next rung, which is where people follow you, yes, because it's your role and yes, because they respect you, but also because you have proven that you're highly effective. And so from that path, um, a lot of women that I work with now, I, I do coaching on high performance. And so that that really lights a fire under a lot of these women because they realize a a lot of women you know are probably really high performers. They're juggling many things they've learned to prioritize on the spot. Um, And through coaching, oftentimes they realize they're either being undervalued or underpaid in their role. And they learn ways to walk in their superpower, ways to really kind of highlight the strengths that they have so that they end up serving their companies better. And that ends up giving them more opportunities for leadership and influence. And so just kind of a very organic, um, a very organic path to where do you want to be in your leadership, really setting goals um, and recognizing, you know, I was working with this one lady who um, she's been passed over for a promotion, like a, a monetary promotion for like 10 years. But they keep giving her more responsibility and more authority. And every time a new manager comes in, it's like, well, they'll be the one that's going to be the one that's going to give me the raise. And and when I talked to her about it, she's like, I mean, it's okay. that It's okay because... I like my job and I'm finally like, it is not okay. <laughs> There's nothing okay about this. So really helping women understand that it's okay to say, mm, no, this isn't working for me and how to do that so that you're not branded as a bitch mm-hmm. or yeah. abrasive. And that's sometimes when, you know, mo- moving your voice up a little bit or if some, some women kind of have a higher register, I'm going to ask them to, to drop their voice down a little bit and get a little bit quieter so that people need to lean in a little bit more and you really can command a room. So just different tips and tech- techniques like that are, are just some of the things I'd work with. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, um, yeah, that somebody would go for, you know, 10 years or so without getting, you know, a monetary raise. I would have thrown a fit nine years ago. 
you know, it's like, Hey, absolutely. And I, and I think that's, that's something that, I mean, we've, we, that came up um, at Cyber a, a while ago, just going over, we're um, kind of had a, a management meeting and we we're talking about, um, you know, how, Oh, how do you deal with, you know, just going through different scenarios and stuff? Like, how do you talk about compensation? You know, if somebody asks for a raise or something like that. Um, and I'll never forget, we had an outside uh, lady come in um, talking to us about it. Um, and she was like, well, mostly she was like, the only people who ask for raises are white men. Um, I laughed immediately because it was true. I had already, like before that meeting had started, I, it was something that I had talked to my manager about. And it was like, yeah, this, I was like, this is absolutely true. And I've never, I had never been asked from my employees for raise. Um, one of the, one of which is a, a lady. So it was just kind of interesting to get immediate feedback. Like, yeah, like this is obviously an issue that people are having and people just don't, you know, know how to navigate if it's something that they haven't done before or aren't comfortable doing. Um, I mean, it's really hard. And I think, uh, so I'm a Gen Xer. I think millennial women are more adept. They are more willing. But I mean, I even have had another client who, um, and she's just, she's incredible. She's, she's worked at the same company and she's younger. She's worked there basically since she graduated high school. And, um, and she recently left. And when she left, she got a $51,000 pay increase and like a $20,000 signing bonus. But she had to be brave enough to say, it's time to step into something else. And she's doing a similar role. She's got a lot more responsibility now. And she's, you know, we were talking about it a couple weeks ago and it's, you know, I said, when's the last time you felt really innovative in your old job? And it's hard to feel innovative and it's hard to feel valued and valuable mm-hmm. uh, when you're literally not being valued. Yeah, so she's gone into this new place and man, she's got all these ideas and she's, she works in um, identity stuff and, and she's just got all of these great ideas. And one of the neat things for me is that I have a background in cybersecurity. So working with women in male dominated industries, I'm not just a talking head who studied leadership in, in college, though I did, but I have been in those shoes. I have been in those meetings and I've had, you know, I've had many instances where you walk away and you go, Hmm, I wonder if that happened to me. Cause I was a woman. And you hate to you hate to like play that card, but sometimes you're like, dang, pretty sure that happened to me because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, kind of what you you touched on a little earlier. I mean, how do you know your worth at the company that you're at currently versus maybe going somewhere else and like you know s- spreading your wings a little bit? Especially, I mean, I mean, for me myself, I mean, I've worked at places where you've been there for five years and you're like, okay, well, you know, things are going to get better next year you know, do I really want to leave and start somebody somewhere completely new where I don't yeah. know anybody and it's a whole new position, all of this stuff. I mean, those are, I mean, really hard decisions to make. Um, and I can only, you know, speculate on the compounded version of it as well. They are, and they're hard, they're hard decisions for any person to make, as you say, men and women alike. Um, and, there's really two kind of very direct ways that I handle that through coaching. And the first is to say, well, go interview, right? Update your LinkedIn profile. And here are the things that I recommend that you do to do that. Um, you know, make sure your resume is updated, get some interviews and find out what people are offering. That's the first thing. And, and the first time you get an offer or you get a, an estimate that's like more than a couple percents over what you're making now, it's a pretty good indicator that you're being undervalued. The other thing that I often say to women, especially moms is, 
would you ask your daughter to stay here for five more years knowing it's not going to get better? What would you encourage your daughter? Because you want her to do better and be better. That's what we all want as parents. We want our kids to soar. So would you ask your daughter to stay for two more years knowing that it's this environment? And, you know, no, I would never want her. Okay, well, now coach yourself. It's you, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's even more You wouldn't want her to do that. Then that's time, you know, that's a light bulb to go off. But- you know, that's, that's dealing with, um, that's, that is helping women to recognize that they would already lead their family. They would already lead, you know, they would, they would talk to their girlfriend or, or a coworker and they would encourage them to go do the hard thing, to go step up. So they already have all this leadership built in them. It's just a matter of going, you're already doing it. Now it's yeah. just, now it's just a matter of fine tuning it and building your skill and, and gaining that influence, learning how to be persuasive and, and motivating yourself. And that's a big deal, especially right now during COVID. Motivation is uh, waning. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, how do you take the, you know, the tips and tricks that you give to, to a singular person and talk to them about building a team or something where they're going to have to work with other people? I mean, is there any sort of overlap between those two or is it, you know, you kind of talk to people at an individual level, what's best for them. And then a, a team setting is kind of different. For sure. And leading, and so leading a high performance team is, um, I'm pulling up notes on it because it's something that I really, um, for me, high performance teams are, they're energetic, mm-hmm. they're engaged. Um, they are risk takers. They, they're willing to explore. Um, they are, they have a high level of trust built around them and they've got a purpose. So I think as a leader, what I would tell any leader is the first thing you've got to do with your team is you've got to make sure they understand why what they're doing matters. Not at the level of the team, but at the level of the organization. So when I was working for um, a large federal agency, you know, I was, I would go to the CIO and say, listen, you know, like you've got to figure out a way to help the help desk guys and gals understand that what they're doing is impacting you and our stakeholders. And once you make that tie, once you tie purpose to work, you start to develop real high performance. You know, at Cybrary, you guys, your mission and your purpose and your values are rock solid. I mean, when I read about the about how the founders started the company and why, and to to make sure that that every person who wants to learn cybersecurity has access to it, regardless of their upbringing or where they were raised or how much money they have. I mean, that's like that's a purpose that anybody can get behind. Now, how do you make it so that the director of media feels tied to that? And that's what you've got to do as a leader is you've got to make sure that your team knows what their purpose is, how it feeds into the bigger purpose and how what they do on a day-to-day basis is actually making the world a better place, making the company a better place, making the community a better place. That is, I think, probably one of the most critical things any leader can do is help tie that purpose. So that's, I think, really, really, really important. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's nothing, there's no better feeling 
I mean, there's no worse feeling than feeling like you're just a cog in the wheel that has no impact on exactly. what your company is doing. Exactly. Um, I mean, I, I've worked previously at help desk roles where, you know, you're just fixing issues nonstop. But if I'm not here today, it doesn't change nothing. There's no right. difference. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, making sure that, you know, we're all driving towards the same goal. It reminds me of, um, you know, NASA when they were going to the moon. That was the the whole entire mission of NASA was we're going to the moon. That was everyone's mission. Um, and I I know there's a whole story behind it, but, you know, even the janitor, it's like, what is, you know, what are you doing to impact? It's like, I'm going to the moon. Like, that's what we're all here right. to do. So, you know, helping organizations and especially a, a leader in an organization understand that and, you know, driving the troops kind of all in the same direction is definitely um, a great skill to have. And it just improves, you know, morale and, you know, intercommunications between departments and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great thing to kind of explain to people and make sure that they understand. And, and once you've got that purpose connection, then your team is engaged almost automatically, right? You cannot have a great high-performing team that doesn't know their why and that isn't actively engaged. Because to your point, they're going to think to themselves, well, if I don't show up tomorrow, nobody cares especially right now during COVID, when we're not seeing each other face-to-face, some people can just disappear into the background. And so um, I think it's, I, I think that companies need to establish new management or leadership development programs specifically to teach leaders how to manage, coach, develop, um, engage virtual teams because it's a whole different ballgame. You know, like even just small things like remembering to have chit chat at the beginning of meetings. People yeah. forget, right? And that I think is part of the biggest part of Zoom fatigue is that if you and me, Thomas, were having a meeting in person, we would come in, we'd shake hands. How are you? How's this? Da, da, da. You know, we would have, we would have a whole conversation. And in that conversation, you're inevitably going to say something that's going to make me have an idea. It's going to make me go, oh, you know what? I was just thinking about blah, blah, blah. And then you and I are going to have a chat about it. But when we're online, I think so many of us are trying to prove that we're doing our job, that we exactly, <laughs> we get we get into the meeting and it's like, okay, first item on the agenda, blah, blah, blah. And now I am making all of my meetings start with chit chat. And I can tell some leaders are annoyed by it. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, we need... We need, you know, I need to hear about how is it going with your daughter starting high school online or finishing her, you know, senior year. Gosh, she's doing it online. She never imagined she'd be doing that. So, um, so engaging your team and especially during COVID, especially during this pandemic when you've got so many virtual teams, but um, engaging your team requires you as a leader to have a very high level of intention. Mm-hmm. So when I start a phone call, when I start a podcast, I'm going into it thinking to myself, what do I want this person to feel during this meeting? How do I want to come across? Do I want my voice to sound this way, encouraging? Am I upbeat? So I've got to be high energy. I've got to be super intentional. And that is for leadership. Leaders just, you can't bump in. You can't just bump bump your way through the day. You have to really think, all right, what are the opportunities that I'm going to present to my team? How am I going to help them grow 
together, develop together. How am I going to facilitate this difficult challenge? You got to go into it with a plan. So engaging your team isn't just something accidental that you throw together at the last minute for a quick happy hour. It's like probably one of the most important parts of your job, especially right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean that making sure, I mean, just the chit chat thing, I mean, really um, kind of strikes home with me. I mean, what if, I mean, the podcast right now, what if that would have started with my intro? Welcome to the Cyprey podcast, you know, and that's the first time you and me were on camera. I mean, we chit chatted for 10, 15, 20 minutes before we actually started just to kind of yeah. get into a rhythm, know what we're going to talk about. Um, but just, you know, learn a little bit about the other person and what's going on in their life besides jumping right in, getting right to the work of it, where exactly. yeah, with COVID, we kind of fell into the thing that, you know, you're working from home. So that where is the disconnect between work and not work? Where like, you know, if you're in the office, you know, you're, you're there for nine hours or whatever, but you might get up from your desk and walk yes. around or, you know, go yes. outside or just take a 30 minute break for yourself or something. But when you're at home, it feels like you shouldn't do that because you should be working constantly. You know, you, I'm at work. Yeah. And people are getting burned out. And I don't know if you can hear this, but there's lawnmowers right outside. A little bit. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, speaking of working from home, yeah. there's uh, somebody with a weed whacker right there. Yeah. I um, mean, there's, yeah. All these things that, you know, people are having to deal with. I mean, you yourself, I mean, you have your son who, you know, is six feet away at school. You know, there's other things that other people are dealing with that, you know, yeah. people are trying to figure out now. But I mean, going back to, you know, the good leadership and those qualities, I mean, how... What, what do you look for or how do you find a good leader, oh, um, you know, when you're working with somebody? I mean, is there particular qualities that you look for or is there just an, an energy from somebody that you can kind of see and feel when you're talking to them? You understand like, you know, this person's on top of things. They're going to be yeah. good in a leadership role. Uh, there's a great quote, um, and I wish I could remember who said it because I hate it when people quote people without saying who it is, but here I become that person. Um, but there's there's two kinds of people. There's the kind of person that walk into the room and say, here I am. And there's the kind of person that walks into the room and says, there you are. And that's, I think, that's one of the first things that I look at for a leader is looking for the, looking for the, the people who say, there you are. You, for me, when I'm looking at leadership, I'm looking for people who are going to bring their A-game every day. Like regardless of what the situation is. So right now, I think during COVID, we are seeing leaders differentiated very clearly. And some agencies and some organizations have floundered because they don't have clear vision, because they don't have high levels of communication. Communication is quintessential. Um, and and they don't have companies that have done a great job with with branding themselves through stories, like what is the company's story? What are we all here for? What is what is our mission? What's going to pull us through? Going back to the purpose, what's going to pull us through this? Um, so when I'm looking at leaders, I'm looking for people who are great storytellers, who understand that that's, that the story, I call stories uh, the soul of cybersecurity. You got to be able to tell a story. Otherwise, it's just zeros and ones. And nobody can identify with that and nobody can emote with that. And I'm not going to get behind a mission of zeros and ones. I'm going to get behind a story though. Mm -hmm. So storytellers, people who are actively looking out for ways to lift up other people. And that is, um, that is so important. People who've got vision, people who are able to, 
to strategically say, you know, all right, this is where we're going. This is how we're going to get there. You know, clear these trees, not these trees. This is the path. Um, People who genuinely want to serve. So at the end of the day, leadership is influence. You cannot be influential unless you are a great communicator. You cannot be influential if you don't love the people you work with. And that is, if you hate the people you work with, you're not going to be a good leader to them. You can't be. You absolutely can't be. So, um, you know, that's, those are some of the things I think are really important. Um, But I want to kind of bounce off something that you said earlier, which is totally off topic, if you don't mind me going off topic. Not at all. That's what podcasts are for. Amazing cyber topic. People are exhausted because they aren't managing their transitions well. And that's like, you don't realize that throughout your day, you have a hundred transitions. You transition from asleep to awake, from awake to coffee, from coffee to this, from this to kids. And we used to have all of these amazing transitions built in that gave us buffers, right? I drive to the school, I drop off my son. Then I have this time where I drive to the office. Then I get in, I unpack my bag, I walk and get caught. You know, there's all of these transitions. And then there's some rough transitions where you've got to bounce from meeting to meeting. Mm-hmm. And you ever feel like when you do that bounce, 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 bounce at the end of the third meeting, you're like, feel like you just ran a marathon. You're exhausted. And that's because you haven't managed those transitions well. So when we're at home, we don't have those buffers built in. And so people have to be super, super mindful to build in intentional time to step away from their computer. So like I tell, I tell every single woman I coach, um, at the end of the day, I want you to set the time for when you would leave work. And I want you to go take a nap or go for a walk. Do something to signify leaving work. Because before you would drive home or you would take the Metro, you would Mm -hmm. listen to your podcast. You've got to build that back in or you're going to go into your evening exhausted. A bad wife, a bad friend, a bad mom, a bad, you know, you're just going to be pooped. So Mm -hmm. feeling, you know, I I encourage everybody to work in 50 minute blocks. Set a timer for 50 minutes. I learned this from this guy, Brendan Burchard. Set a timer for 50 minutes and come hell or high water, I'm getting up at that 50 minute mark. I'm going to go get some more water, take my bio break. I've got like a 0.2 mile block that I can go out and do in just a couple of minutes. Get myself refreshed, sit down. When I sit down for another 50 minutes, I'm going to give my best. And I can do that throughout the day it's like stopping at rest stops along the way mm-hmm. so that when you get to your destination, you're not out of gas. Yeah, I mean, that's such a great analogy. And I think something that a lot of people have been missing. And I think, you know, some people have gotten better, you know, since we've been in, you know, quarantine for so long, but some people still kind of haven't figured it out. Because, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, a lot of people now, you probably wake up, you check your phone. You, you know, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing most people do. They check your phone, then boom, you're in your email. Okay. Now you're already at work and it's, you know, two minutes after you've been awake and then you walk into wherever, you know, you're, there's no separation, you know, it's hard for people to kind of, you know, make those transitions like you're calling them. So yeah, I mean, making sure that you're taking breaks or just, you know, taking a checkout. Uh, One of my neighbors, her son is in school right now and they do like 40 minutes of learning and then they get like a 20 or 30 minute break Mm -hmm. and then they just kind of flip flop like that, which I think makes a lot of sense. Like it's, you know, we can't just, 
you can't just do this nonstop all day yeah. without, especially working from home. You're not interact, you know, you're not chit chatting with Marge at the coffee machine. You're not exactly. You know, you're not having all these other random little breaks that you usually have being in an office setting when you're home alone. And what happens is two things. Number one, your innovation level goes down. You know, we're, we're, this is a cybersecurity podcast. And obviously, you know, we're right now we need innovation. We need creativity. We need tenacity. And, and the lower your energy gets, the less meaningful interactions you have, the less innovative you can be because our ideas need to bounce off of other ideas. They just, that's how ideas grow. Mm -hmm. You've seen that happen kind of in more um, organic ways where you're watching a movie and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got to do a podcast about blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like you kind of had this idea in the back of your head and then it bounced into this other idea. And we need that at work. We need that, those casual opportunities. But also it's, our leaders and and anybody who's listening or watching this podcast, if you're a leader, either um, morally because people are just following you or you've got the authority, there's an opportunity for all of us to change the norm in a really positive way right now. Make your meetings 50 minutes instead of an hour. Give people that 10-minute time. Make sure you're starting with human connection. Make sure you're turning on your microphones. And ladies, I'm talking to you. This means you have to get dressed and put on real clothes every day. Um, But I read something that said, Gen X women are the most overlooked demographic in the workforce. And if you are never seeing your teams and your teams are never seeing you, that makes you a little bit more forgettable. So you need to make yourself presentable and you got to get on camera. But so that's like really important and and making sure our managers have these time, these our leaders set up, set us up for success, but they need to set the example for it. So if our leaders are getting up and I'm getting a text from my boss, which I never would, by the way, but I used to work for a lady who would text me at 1130 at night the servers are down. I need you to come, you know, whatever. And I'm like, hey, number one, why are you at the office at 1130 at night? Number two, I'm not coming down there at 1130. It's not happening. So, you know, like she had very terrible boundaries and everybody on her team was kind of forced to have terrible boundaries because hers were. Um, So leaders have this opportunity right now, especially during COVID, to set really healthy boundaries, to set the stage for your teams to succeed, to make sure that you're building in that quality idea bouncing time, innovation time, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's really important. And, and calling at the end of the day, the end of the day. Yeah. I mean that, I think that's all really important. And I, I would assume that that's something that has become more prevalent in your like coaching with people is like setting those boundaries and like, you know, no, like work is over or I'm not working right now. Or can you hear my dog barking? I can. Okay. (laughs) Hey man. We're on a podcast. You're at home, yep. I'm at home. Yep. I just had lawnmowers right out here. So it is what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just, you know, I'm a, my assumption is that that has become more prevalent and something that you're coaching more towards is like, hey, you've got to set these boundaries. You have to, you know, make that separation of church and state. Like I'm not at work yeah. anymore. Like work is over. I know I'm at home and I know my computer's right there, but it's 10 o'clock. I, you know, I can't work yeah. And I, I'm really... So I can't say that that has come up like that, 
that specific struggle has come up, but what I'm seeing is a lot of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing really low levels of motivation. And it's because of the boundaries. It's because, well, and it's because we're not getting life from places that we used to get life, from getting out and seeing our friends and hugging and having you know physical contact in those ways. So we're missing out and we've got to figure out new ways to not just survive. If I hear one more person say, I've just got to get through this, I'm going to go crazy. Because you're teaching your brain to be in survival mode. Mm-hmm. You're literally creating neural networks that are defaulting to a negative state. And the longer you do that, the longer that becomes the default. So I say, I, I, I came up with this analogy of, if I, if I have you stand at the very beginning of a field, and everybody who's listening, if, unless you're driving, close your eyes. I'm gonna close just, my eyes, I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna go on. Close your eyes. So you're standing at the very beginning of this very massive field, like five acres, and there's a farmhouse at the other side of it. And I'm asking you to walk to that farmhouse. You're wearing shorts and you're walking. This grass hasn't been mowed in years. So imagine this grass hitting you, it's scratching your legs, you're probably getting a tick and it's awful. And you get there, okay, congratulations, you made it to the farmhouse one day. I need you to walk back, please. And you got to walk back all over again. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to ask you to do that same thing and then walk back. And after a week of you walking that path to and from that farmhouse, what do you think that path starts to look like? It's getting worn down, right? And you do that for two weeks and now you've got a pretty clear path. And you do that every day for a month or two months and you've developed this great path to this place. Okay? Mm -hmm. So during the pandemic, is that place that you're walking every day the refrigerator? (laughs) Is it your yoga pants? Is it I've got to get through this day? I've just got to make it? Because that's the path that you're walking back and forth. And that is going to be... Now, if I ask you to get to that farmhouse another way, you're, you've got to chart a whole nother path. You've got to go through. And, you, and now you know how much it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And now you know how itchy it's going to be. And you don't want to do it. But the same thing goes for the, for the idea of if you're making those positive connections. If you've decided that every day you're going to get up and get dressed and put your shoes on no matter what, You've just created this rhythm of doing something positive for yourself, that you're going to go for a walk during your breaks, that you're going to, you know, make sure that at the end of the day, I, I physically, I have a drawer here. I physically take my work computer and put it in the drawer with my keyboard and my mouse and I close it at six o'clock. There's no, I'm not turning it back on. And in my line of work, there's no like real emergencies after six o'clock, you know, there's no like ah, we need you to do whatever. So I can't, so I can't do that. And some, some folks, especially if you're on call or whatever, you don't have the opportunity, but, but what we're all leaders are asking us to, to do things. And we need, you know, as leader, you need to be able to understand like what your people are going through. What is that path that they're taking? And you need to figure out a way, do you need to mow the lawn for them? Like, what can you do as a leader to make that path easier? And as a coach, I'm asking women to walk this path, which is asking for a raise, asking to step up into a new role, being willing to leave the company that they've been at, being willing to say, 
all right, I'm going to get up a half hour early every day so that I can have time for myself so I can be a better person. And yeah, the first couple of times you walk that path, it's going to suck. But after a while, you're going to wear the path down and it's going to become who you are. And that's how we build leaders is step-by-step, pace-by-pace, little path by little path until we've, start, we've started to develop, the, develop these habits and these rituals and these paths for influence. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's such a good analogy. I, I mean, just, I mean, the pathways itself and, you know, creating the disconnect and the things that, you know, are, are becoming important to people. I mean, I, myself, I, I work in, you know, this room. And so when I'm done for the day, I close, I close that door and I don't yeah. come in this room at all. Um, you Perfect. know, I, that's a luxury most people don't have. Um, but yeah, I mean, huge, I mean, just putting your computer away, like out of sight, out of mind is, is something that I think, you know, people need to get used to, or, you know, start thinking about just cause it, I mean, it's going to be better for you. It's going to be better for yourself. Um, and it's going to make you a better, a better everything. You know, when you've got those clear lines, it's, And, you know, and that's what we as leaders need to be doing for our teams. We need to say, you know, if I catch you online, I need to say, Thomas, hey, I saw you online last night at seven o'clock. There's no cyber emergencies right now, my friend. Everything can wait until tomorrow. You need to spend time with your fiance. Mm -hmm. You need to go outside. It's beautiful weather. You know, whatever it is. And we... We need to set that example and we can't do that unless we're being, if, if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is pick up your phone, how intentional are you being right now? Zero percent. Zero percent intentional. And what does Stephen Covey ta- tell us? Begin with the end in mind. So when I start my day, the first thing I say to myself, which you guys might think is crazy, I say, I'm the CEO. And then I ask myself, what's the CEO going to do today? Well, she's not going to stay in her yoga pants, right? She's going to have a delicious cup of coffee and she's going to like freaking own her day. So I have like, I have lists. These are the things I must do. And on Friday, I've got what I learned. I call it my Friday finish list. And what else, whatever I didn't get done, I'm knocking it out. As soon as I'm done with that on Friday, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So really being intentional about what is it that you must do? How are how do you connect well with people? How are you going to engage yourself? Like if you can't wake up this morning and think about something that you're really excited about, you need to reprioritize. We all need to have things that we're excited about, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you excited about today? Besides chatting with me, obviously. Oh, I mean, the highlight of my day. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, today's, what day is today? Today's Wednesday. Wednesday, I'm making fajitas today, which like I'm pretty pumped about. Not 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 a crazy thing, but it's like yeah, it's exciting to me. It's like I've kind of planned my night yeah. around it. So I mean, it's something that I've you know thought about, and I'm looking forward to for the end of the day. That also doesn't have anything to do with work. That's perfect. And we all we all need those little things. And and during the beginning of COVID, almost all of us gave up the things we were looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Almost all of us did. And it's time for us to pick those things back up. I, I keep seeing things like, I'm just going to put up the tree and call it a year. <laughs> Y'all, if you think the ball is going to drop on December 31st at 11.59 at p.m. and you're going to all of a sudden be in 2021 and it's going to be different, it's not. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is where we're at. So we've got to learn to lead with purpose and integrity and energy and engagement. And, you know, that's... Everybody who's probably listening to this, people who are going through and using Cybrary, um, which I'm a huge fan of, the organization. 
organization and, and what you offer, all actively working to make your lives better. You're, you're training yourselves to do new things, to attain new skills, to keep growing. Don't lose sight of that just because life is hard right now. Mm-hmm. Don't stop walking the path that you were walking because when you stop walking it, the overgrowth is going to come back and it's just going to make it harder. So keep walking that path. You've got to be persistent. You've got to be tenacious. You've got to keep going after it. You've got to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that's a, a great place to kind of close out kind of here. I mean, Sarah, I mean, you're super inspirational. I told you that last time we were on the phone. Um, I told you that you really inspired me last time that we talked. I mean, you just talked about everything that you've done in 2020 so far um, that got me motivated. I'm pretty sure I got home and went for like a four mile run. I was like, I got to live up to Sarah. I was just getting out there. Um, so, I mean, everyone listening, um, definitely, you know, like take some of these points to heart, definitely, you know, pay attention to the things that she's been saying. Um, Sarah, I mean, where can people, I mean, is there a place people can follow you or kind of, oh, yeah. I know leading ladies has a site, but uh, I want to give you a spot where you can kind of, Oh, thank you. Some advice for people. Yeah. So I have Instagram. It's at leading ladies co. Um, and, uh, I'm on Facebook, which is the same and I'm on LinkedIn. Anybody can follow me on LinkedIn or, or, um, request me. And I I just, I always feel honored to have the opportunity to build community. And, you know, I have had a pretty kick-ass year. I've, uh, I started out 2020 on, on January 1st, I started my master's degree and I graduated with my, with my master's degree in management leadership on, August 17th. I, during COVID, and I also had major surgery on the 8th. I've lost 97 pounds this year. And just, you know, it's hard. Like anybody who thinks this year is easy is crazy, but it's, I, 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 I keep thinking I can come out of this on the basement or I can come out of this on the 50th floor and I'm coming out on the 50th floor. And, and I want everybody, I don't want anybody to feel bad. Like they're not trying hard enough or they're not doing enough. I just, want people to feel inspired. Um, Tony Robbins always says, I'm not saying this to impress you, but to impress upon you that greatness is, is, is for any of us. And greatness for you could be shutting off your dang computer at four o'clock, picking up your kids early and hanging out with them. It can be just drawing that line in the sand. But yeah, I mean, I'm so honored to be here. I think Cyberary is a great organization. Um, your leadership is fantastic. Every person I've ever met there has been wonderful. And so... Um, if you're listening to this right now thinking, you know what, I really do need to get my cert or I really do need to go for this thing. Just remember those first couple trips to that farmhouse are going to be tough, but you're making a path for yourself and the more consistent you are. And that's, that's something I will say about a good leader, a high performing leader, they are consistent. And so just be consistent and don't give up on yourself. And um, yeah, follow me on LinkedIn or Instagram and you can reach me on my website, which is leading ladies. Dot co. Dot co. All right. Well, thank you very much, um, Sarah. It's always great to talk to you. Um, I guess I will leave everybody with one last quote um, that I heard from an inspiring person, uh, living into your purpose, uh, which is your quote, Sarah. So, <laughs> purpose. so yeah, make sure everybody uh, that you're living into your purpose and, you know, taking some of these things that Sarah said. Um, yeah, the pathway is not always going to be easy, but consistency is key and it will uh, definitely help you in the long run. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Sarah. It's great. Um, I would love to talk to you again sometime. So we'll definitely have you back. Heck yeah. Bye. Thank you. Hey, this is Thor. Thanks for listening to the Cyberry podcast and make sure to check back next Wednesday for our newest episode.